how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening to this. Welcome to another brand new episode of The Story of Us, the show that brings you the world's most colourful, most interesting and unique modern day love stories. I'm your host Jasmine and joining me today is another fantastic guest with an excellent story that is for you if you own an Apple device and I think there's a lot of us out there. So without further ado, here's a little taste. He was working for Apple and tried to sell me an iPad at a uni open day. His colleague, who had been covering for him whilst he tried to flirt, ended up saying, if you don't get her number, I'll get it for you. Ten years later, not only are we married, but his colleague is now my sister's husband after we set them up for a two for one deal. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a good bargain. So something tells me I'm going to like this one. Let's get into it. All right, I've got the beautiful Eliza on the line with me now. Welcome to the story of us. How are you going? Hi, Jasmine. So nice to be here. I'm really good. Thank you. Oh, good. Well, I'm super excited to get into your story. I typically like to start these off with a little bit of an icebreaker, a little bit of a get to know you. So we can get to know you all. Uh, We can all get to know you. I'm sorry. So the first thing I want to ask you, uh, what are three words that you would best use to describe yourself? Okay. All right. So, and I guess I want to choose words that other people would use as well. And I think the <laughs> first one that would probably come to mind would be, would be passionate. Um, oh, I, I like that Italian, one. Yeah. Which is a good, a good um, adjective, I guess, for a podcast focusing on love, but I guess the passion just lies in all aspects, not all aspects, in, in some aspects of my life. Oh, um, let it lie in all aspects. Um, <laughs> My, my, so my background's Italian and I think I've got a bit of a Mediterranean fire in me. If I feel passionately about something, I will let you know about it. Um, if, I, if I like something, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I just believe that you should really, you should, um, you should stand for stuff in life, um, whatever that is. So I'm passionate um, and hopefully my husband thinks that as well, but we'll see. <laughs> Love um, it. I, I'd like to consider myself a determined person. If I want something, I'm going to go for it. I guess that kind of goes in hand with the passion. Um, and I think good things happen outside your comfort zone. So trying to get outside the comfort zone as much as I can, which sometimes pays off, sometimes doesn't. <laughs> and third, and I think probably most important, word I'd use right now is a mother so uh, Josh and I have a 15 month old and it's funny how your identity can change so much when you have a child everything I do at the moment is for for my little 15 month old Luca uh, and a little bit for my husband Josh uh, but yeah Luke <laughs> is my world um, and so I'm really really grateful to be his mum Oh, that's so beautiful. Those were really, really nice adjectives. So thank you for sharing those. And I can also say he's very lucky to have a mom like you. (laughs) Tell me, what is the one thing that I would never guess about you or some kind of interesting fun fact? To preface, I guess most people who know me know that I am a diehard Taylor Swift fan. Like every album. (laughs) Favorite song? 
it, it's contentious and it changes with every album because she always releases bangers. But at the moment, it's a it's um Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Oh, fun! And also classics like Love Story, obviously. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Yeah. What's yours? Oh gosh, it's hard. There's so many. Oh my God, gone. I've literally gone blank. I know the name. Oh my God, what's the one that she just like, released a 15 minute version of? Oh, all too well. Yes, all too well. Oh my gosh, I went blank. All too well, of course. I um, I play it on my phone at the gym and when I'm on the treadmill, and I just like do that two times, and you've got yourself a good workout. <laughs> True. There's 30 minutes burned already. Although not the like most like aggressive song for a treadmill. <laughs> Again, it's the passion in me, the passionate side of me, just, yeah. So anyway, I'm a big diehard Taylor Swift fan, but growing up, I was also a diehard Eminem fan, which kind of doesn't match with um, Taylor Swift. And I can also vault out most songs on the the Eminem show um, really, really badly, but I can definitely wipe your rap those. Oh my God, you are a multifaceted queen if ever I've met one. <laughs> wow. None of it could be done well, but it oh. can be done. Well, that is a very interesting fun fact. So thank you for sharing that one. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Tell me, and I'm curious to hear, hear where you go with this. You, you talk about how passionate mm. you are. So how would you describe love? And I guess, does passion come into that? In a way, no. Passion is not the first thing that comes to mind with love. And I guess my experience of being with the same person in love with them for over 10 years now. I think love is is all the parts outside of the romantic, sexy, passionate, you know, cute banter, cute dates, you know, him seeing you doled up because you spent <laughs> half an hour. Don't we all know it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I think love is love is all those unsexy parts in a way. It's being with someone when they're not the best version of themselves and picking them up anyway it's yeah being with someone through the really hard times seeing them not just at their average but at their worst maybe not always liking it Mm. but standing by through that it's through the hard as well as the good yeah Yeah. very very no worries very very different to I guess all these other things you were describing what, what I would think more as like lustful emotions yes yes we can be caught up in lust very easily, um, but love obviously goes a lot deeper than that. I love it. I love it. And on that note, perfect segue into my first of the structured questions, which was mm-hmm. what would you say your attitude towards love and dating was before you met your partner? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I guess, a typical 20-year-old's attitude. Um, so, yeah, so Josh and I met when we were 20. And before that, like I... I don't even want to use the word love. <laughs> yeah. I guess when I was in my teenage years and early 20s, I didn't understand what love was. And I guess I didn't Who does allow though, right? myself. So true. Yeah. And I didn't go for nice guys. I went for guys that were a bit of fun. And I thought that not getting treated right was part of it. Mm. Um, I guess, you know, we grow up with the lines, you know, a guy teases you because he likes you. Yeah, And I think that can be a really unhealthy way to then enter your teenage years and your 20s thinking about love. Totally um, agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, yeah. it can be quite a toxic thing to tell young girls and to tell, you know, young boys um, because w- when they grow mm. up, 
those mini kicks or something in the, in the playground mm. or those little flicks of the hair, like, you know, those can turn into something mm. a little bit more serious. So I yeah, definitely agree with that. Mm. Yeah. And those were the guys that I kind of went for. Mm. And then Josh came along and I guess he showed me it should be more than that, that guys can be decent and that they can treat you with respect and that love is more than just random hookups and yeah, that sort of stuff. I think that is an incredibly common evolution of, of understanding of these things. Mm. All too often we, we go for those bad boys that um, we probably shouldn't mm. be going for. So you said Josh came around and now tell us the story. Give me more details. How did you actually meet? I'm so curious how this went down. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah. So to kind of elaborate on what we've touched on, we were both in uni. Um, we were both, yeah, 20 years old. We were at separate unis. But my uni was having their open day. And so I was there volunteering as like a, um, like giving people directions on where to go and where to, how to find places. And right near where I was stationed was a stand where um, a couple of guys were working for Apple and trying to um, sell, I don't know, iPads on a back to school special or a uni special or something. Yeah. Let me just say this was back in 2010, you know, quite a, quite a little while ago, especially in terms of tech. And this guy comes up to me and shows me an iPad. And I'd never actually seen an iPad in real life before. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, but I'm here to do my job and, you know, answer people's questions on where the library is. So I kind of had very polite conversation and then kind of. Fast forward like 12 years because like now I feel like people doing that role you were doing would probably be using an iPad being like, okay, so you go here and like you show them on the map on the iPad. So true. Gosh. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I've seen your fancy thing. You know, no <laughs> one's going to care about iPads in a few years' time. <laughs> Little say. did we know. Um, and then he just kept coming back to me across the afternoon, trying to like, like he showed me this app on the iPad that had the periodic table and, you know, <laughs> we're both studying sciencey things. So I thought that was really cool. And across the afternoon, like we just kind of, he just kept persevering as a salesman he is. By the end of the afternoon, I just thought, hmm, well, at least nice guys are out there. Even if I never see this guy again, it's good to know that there are decent guys out there. Even if they are uh, overly tenacious and have these odd <laughs> screens that they're trying to push on me. <laughs> exactly right. But, you know, they if they're passionate about the periodic table, then then I'll take that. No. Why not? <laughs> anyway, little did I know that his um, colleague, the, his mate that he was working with on the day, said to said to Josh, are you going to get this girl's number? And Josh was like, oh, no, nah, it wasn't like that. Like she kept brushing me off like, nah, nah. So it was just a, you know, a bit of way to pass the time in the afternoon. And then his colleague goes, look, I've covered for you all afternoon while you've been trying to chat to her. If you don't get her number, I'm going to get it for you. And obviously Josh didn't want to lose his pride. So he came up <laughs> to me and said, so can I add you on Facebook? I feel like this was to 2010 what writing a number on a napkin was to the 90s and what sliding into a DM is now to 2022. Exactly, exactly. Before people slid into DMs. Yes. <laughs> so he added me and then I remember, you know, said goodbye, rushed off to the toilets, opened up my phone and there was a Facebook um, friend request. I saw we had one mutual friend. It's like, okay, this is good. And it was my best friend's brother. And my best friend's brother is like the nicest guy in the world. Cool. So I thought, all right, well, if he's friends with this guy, then he can't be all that bad after all. He must yeah. be pretty decent. Yeah, cat and uh, vouch, so not a psychopath. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> a couple of days later, started chatting and then I guess the rest is history. Wow. You guys were both at uni, so you were both doing that volunteering. But you also mentioned in your message that his colleague is now mm-hmm. your sister's husband? Yes. How did exactly. that happen? <laughs> so fast forward a few years later. Oh, sorry, and, I'm really uh, jumping the gun. <laughs> No, all good. So, um, yeah, so this colleague and him, they ended up becoming like really, really good friends. And then a couple of years later, my sister ended up being single at the time. He was single at the time. We're just like, this could be convenient if they were to hook up. So it was New Year's Eve and we just had this random thought. And we're like, all right, let's throw a New Year's Eve party tonight and get them together and see what happens. So texted a few people that we knew that, you know, we hadn't really made concrete plans with, um, organised a little um, gathering. And, um, yeah, Josh brings over his mate. He and my sister start chatting. Yeah. And it just happens. It, it worked. It worked. We, for a few years, were like, oh, my gosh, what if they break up? This is going to be really awkward. Like, because <laughs> this colleague, James, is now best best friends with Josh like their best mates if they break up this is gonna be awkward but no it worked two for one so deal there I you go two for one deal that's perfect <laughs> I got a husband my sister got a husband I love that the iPad. they were trying to sell iPads and they ended up with wives <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow in um our wedding speech James the colleague he said it was the the ultimate upsell there you go Go to uni, kids. Not only will you get an education, but you may also get an iPad and a spouse. That was like kind of, I guess, your sliding doors moment as well, because what Mm. if you had just not been volunteering that day or or what if his friend hadn't pushed him to to go and do that? Mm -hmm. We always talk about sliding door Mm. moments on this show and, and that is probably so clearly yours. Like your life could look so different right now. Oh my gosh, I think about that all the time, Jasmine. Like, I remember when I got the phone call saying, we've got the open day, can you volunteer? And I remember looking at my diary and thinking, I do not have time for this. Wow, yeah. But mm, fine, I'll do it. And like that memory has like stuck in my brain for, you know, over a decade later. And I think that was my sliding doors moment. I think it's a good lesson to always just like, do just say yes you never know what's going to happen no matter what it is whether it's you know volunteering at uni or going on a trip or whatever exactly (laughs) okay so next question is you know we met and what happened um where did you go on your first date I guess it depends how you define first date um Josh and I have very different ideas of what our first date was you know Uh, everyone says that every single person says that someone remembers it differently to the other person what was what was a what was catching up and what was a date? Yeah, <laughs> for me it was so our first date was the first time we caught up after uni, and that was we went to Brunetti's on Ligon Street for a coffee. Cute, very um, nice. <laughs> uh, so he ordered a coffee. I ordered a tea because I don't like coffee, and I remember him being very unimpressed that oh I didn't God. like coffee. You and I are so similar. I hate coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's yeah, like I get if it's you gross. put lots of sugar in it, maybe it's nice, but not even then. I'm like, don't like it, don't like the smell. I feel like maybe I'm scarred from it, like a teacher who came too close when I was like in year two or oh, something that had bad coffee breath. Don't know what it is, but hate the stuff. <laughs> well, we can go have have peppermint teas together. Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, he told me he was really into James Bond 
which I just like could not think of a more boring movie about. <laughs> but yet we still kind of hit it off in a weird way. I think that the, it was kind of showed that whilst on paper we have a lot of different, like the little stuff, there's a lot of differences. The big stuff is where we kind of, um, we, we really click. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Very cool. So, all right. That was cool. our first date. <laughs> Love it. Beautiful. Nice little coffee slash tea date talking about James Bond. Why not? <laughs> so you've been together for 10 years now. How has your relationship evolved? Can you give me a little <laughs> bit more detail on that? Oh my gosh. So much, so much. I can like, I guess, you know, firstly, when you meet someone when you're 20, you're not your your full self at 20. I mean, mm. what age are you, your full self? <laughs> but who you are at 20 is very different to who you are at 25, who you are at 30. So we've definitely grown up together. We've discovered ourselves together. We've, you know, discovered our careers and our passions together. And I guess a lot of that has developed together. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've developed interests in the other person's interest because it's important to the other person. So, for example, I now, when Apple do new product announcements, I now actually read the news articles about them. That's so, so cute. About it. So, but wait, he still works at Apple? He doesn't anymore, but um, he did for a while and um, he's still very passionate. It's a cult. Oh, it so is. <laughs> I have a best friend who's like literally obsessed with all things Apple and I'm like, I cannot relate to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> If it works, great. Yeah, if like it works, great. good enough for me. If, if it allows me to do this mm. call with you, I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so, after, I guess there's just, yeah, the standard of just growing up. But Josh and so a year after we um, started dating, I finished uni and I ended up getting a job rurally. So we, a year into our relationship, I moved away and we did two years of long distance. Wow. And that was like hard for someone in their early 20s, you know, in a relatively new relationship. I guess that was one of the moments where, you know, Josh really proved that he was worth keeping around and he was someone special. That part of our relationship was really where we learned about communication. Like, you know, when you go weeks and weeks and weeks without seeing your partner, it's not going to survive if you're not communicating properly. 100%. Um, like as someone who's yeah. currently in a long distance relationship, communication mm-hmm. is everything. It is the foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you don't have anything else. Like that's literally the only thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess can be a really strong foundation. Yeah. I'd say so. It can break you. <laughs> yeah, it was easy, at, um, but, it, but it, it can, yeah, can make for a really strong foundation, which um, I'm, I'm grateful for now. We ended up living interstate together, away from our families. So I guess then we really had to lean on each other for for everything, you know, to be our friend, to be our partner, to be our family mm. all at once. Can I ask how um, often were you two seeing each other um, when you were separated with long distance? I reckon on average it would have been every like two months or so. Wow, so that's quite a um, while. Yeah, like it was hard, you know. We were both kind of starting off our careers, so we couldn't just, you know, take extended leave. I was in Broken Hill, so it was somewhere where um, it was like a nine-hour drive or like a $500 flight. So yeah. it wasn't like you know, going Melbourne to Sydney, 100 or 200 bucks later, you're there. Yeah, on average, it would have been every couple, every couple of months. Yeah, and also it's like, you know, young 20-year-olds, like you don't necessarily have those like $500 to just spend on a flight for two days. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes, and then we ended up coming back together and then going into state together for Josh's work. 
Um, yeah, and I guess that's when we really had to lean on each other. Lots of hard things happened. We lost three family members in three months. Mm. So we really had to kind of be each other's whole support network. Grew so, together. Exactly, grew together. Um, so it's evolved a lot. And I guess now as parents, our relationship probably for the past year or so has been not put on hold, but it's not been our priority. Yeah. Um, our, you know, for the past 10 years, our relationship was our priority and what we put all of our effort into, but now we've got someone else that we need to consider as well in it all. And, and it might even, you know, change the way you see love altogether. Like I, I'd be curious in like two years time, if I asked you the same question, if you'd say mm-hmm. something different and, you know, maybe in two years time, we should do this. And you'll say, I have this two-year-old and, and now our relationship's on fire again. And like, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly right. And I think you've got to be prepared for that if you're going into something long-term. Yeah. It can't always be up. Absolutely. So moving on to the next one, and these ones are quite fun ones. I love asking people these. What do you love most about your partner? (laughs) So in our wedding speech, I said he has the most amazing eyes and butt. But (laughs) (laughs) Two very different things. (laughs) Different parts of the wedding. But outside of that, I also said that he has the most kind heart and he forgives in an instant, he loves in an instant, he cares in an instant, Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve um, versus myself who, you know, I I hold grudges and I put up (laughs) walls. Yeah. So a real Um, case of opposites attracting here. Exactly right. He's taught me so much about how to be a, a genuinely kind, loving, giving person. Yeah, he's a real extrovert which I admire being quite an introvert. There's so, yeah, there's so many things. It's his heart at the end of the day. Yeah, he's, yeah. it's the kindest heart. Oh, that's really nice. It's a really <laughs> nice answer. Obviously, you know where I'm going next because <laughs> I have to now ask you the flip side. If there is anything, what is something that you may not love as much? And that can be as silly or as outlandish as you want it to be. <laughs> oh gosh, Jasmine, where do we start? Oh, no. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, 10 years later, I still have to ask him to put away almost everything he takes out of anywhere. So I should have known when I started dating a salesman, once a salesman, always a salesman. He thinks we need something for the house. He will give me the salesman pitch. What's the craziest thing he's pitched to you that you're like, fine? Oh, wow. Do you know what? It's, again, I should have known this. He worked for Apple. It's just how much tech stuff he needs like he'll have a perfectly good ipad and then he'll give this amazing pitch on why the new ipad is so much better and we really need to get the new ipad or like we'll buy the mac that has all this storage and then the salesman pitch on why we need to buy more storage for it and a faster i don't know modem or whatever (laughs) it's the tech stuff that apparently always needs to be upgraded it's the salesman pitch yeah maybe he can do the marketing for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh he can market anything to anyone oh i'm sure ice to an eskimo (laughs) that kind of person yeah (laughs) what is your favorite thing to do together as a couple i think now it's parent um We absolutely love being parents to our son, Luca. He is absolutely hilarious. He's um, absolutely adorable. (laughs) And we just love like watching him grow, watching him learn every day. You know, he's got a new trick 
And um, it's really nice to share that journey with him. Yeah, yeah, that's really beautiful. And also I love the name Luca. Can I just say one of my favorite names? <laughs> you and I were two peas in a pod here. <laughs> you really are. I wanted Luca the whole time I was pregnant and Josh wasn't keen. And then Josh watched me give birth. And after that, he's like, okay, you can have the name. You, you take what you want. In fact, you take everything. Yeah. You, you have earned it. Last question. If I had to ask you, what is a piece of dating or relationship advice that you would give to all the listeners? I think it would definitely come back to, I guess, what we were talking about at the start or earlier on before when we were talking about, I guess, going into relationships or going into love or going into dating, thinking that you don't necessarily deserve 100% respect. As I said, you know, the whole, oh, he, you know, he's teasing you because he likes you. I think that we can easily then be drawn to people who don't treat us with respect. Totally. Um, And without that, then I don't think there's anything in a relationship. Relationships are going to be hard, you know, even, even with the best couples or the strongest couples. But, you know, if you don't have respect, you're not going to get through those hard times or you're not going to get through it in a happy way and they're not going to be a person that is going to allow you to grow um, to be you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. That's no, it. You deserve everything. Exactly. And I once read, you receive the love. Oh God, I really don't want to butcher this. You receive the love that you think you deserve. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Thank you so much for, for all of that incredible advice and those stories and your little tidbits of information. That was so, so interesting. I f- have so enjoyed speaking to you and reminiscing about your, your story and, and you and Josh and, and your beautiful baby, Luca. So, yeah, thank you so much for, for taking the time out. Absolute pleasure. No, thank you for letting me share our story. One day I can play it back to Luca and he can hear all about how mummy and daddy met. Well, there you have it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode and hearing all about Eliza's story. Don't forget, if you yourself have an amazing story or you know someone with one, send me a message on Instagram at Story of Us Podcast. If you're also enjoying the show, please do not forget to give it a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It's as simple as clicking the little star button on the show's page and it would mean oh so much to me. That is all from me this week, but I will see you next Wednesday with another love story. Have an amazing rest of your week. Bye.